Hello and welcome to Bomb Squad, an In Dreams production where we diffuse the news. Now, my name's Andrew Muggleson and I'm joined by my wonderful co-host, Chris Sloan. How are you? Good day. Good day. Good I'm day. good, thank you. Very good. Excellent. That's a lovely dress you've got on there. Nice fetching little number. I'm not, uh, I'm not wearing a dress. Oh, um, okay. Well, sorry. Well, how's, how's your week been? How's your week been going? Uh, it's been all right. Yeah. Been a... Uh, De- uh, diving back into a to a game that I've uh, not played for a while. Actually. Oh, pray tell more. Uh, well, I was doing the usual thing where I'd sort of uh, just browse the PSN store, looking at what deals were on, and uh-huh. I saw that Return to Arkham collection, and I thought, oh, oh boy, I've got to, I have to. Yeah. So I did, I did buy that, and I put. So I, last week, so I've played all of Arkham Asylum. Fantastic. Um, now I'm right. I think you've already you've played it before. I, I played it a couple a, of times. A, yeah. a while ago, yeah. Yeah, yeah a yeah. fair while ago. Um, but oh, that game, that game's so good. Yeah. Um, uh, basically, for those of you who haven't played it or never seen any of the Arkham games, you play as the Bat. The Bat. You play as Batman. Um, Bruce Wayne. Although I don't. You, yeah, you, yeah, there's yeah, a little yeah, part. There's a little part of this game yeah, where you're Bruce yeah. Wayne, but mostly you are dressed as the Bat. You're basically Batman on one night. Where you take you, the game begins, you take Joker back to Arkham Asylum for, to lock him away, um, and things just go from bad to worse. But you know, Joker escapes and releases lots of the the enemies, mm. and you know, you, you spend the game rounding them up. Whether that's uh, like Victor Zaz, Poison Ivy, Killer Croc, uh, Bane, mm-hmm. Bane's in there as well. Um, Scarecrow, sorry, yeah, Scarecrow yeah. obviously isn't as well. Scarecrow is some of the best bits in the but whole game. Wouldn't wouldn't it just be a little bit easier if he just killed them? And then he wouldn't need to worry about having to kind of pick what, them up again. What if Batman killed? Just he just killed them outright. Batman. Like, that would that would just end all of the problems of Gotham because there's like what like ten bad people in Gotham which cause all this trouble. That's he could more just, than a lot more than ten. All right, let's say yeah. twenty. Okay. He could just kill each one, especially as they're just sitting in a prison. He could just like murder them, and therefore Gotham is is free from its curse. Yeah, like the part of, you know the part of the whole big thing of what's going on in the game is the the ending of it is jo- Joker basically. Wait, the ending. The Hold ending on, of the spoilers. game. Spoilers. Spoil the game. Spoilers. Right spoilers. 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 You spoilers. Fight, you fight Joker at the end. Okay. Of the, of the Batman game. Never. Surprise. Never. Um, and basically, the the idea is that Joker has this thing called the Titan formula. Now, those of you who know your Batman, yeah, you'll know that the Titan formula is what um is kind of what helps Bane get really big. And, and the liquid that gets pumped into yeah, him. it's what gets pumped into 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 Bane, so he can um, break Batman's back sure, and stuff. Sure. Um, and and Joker's got some of this, and what he wants to do is he wants to inject himself with it, mm-hmm. and then he wants Batman to inject himself with it as well. So you have a big Joker and a big Batman fighting, and then like it gets broadcast across Gotham, and then all Gotham sees that Batman's not as good as they think he is. Yeah, I see, I see. Pretty pretty good plan. Okay, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Um, but you, you, I find when I was playing it, you know, obviously. It's not really an open world game. I guess it's te- technically you would class it as a Metroidvania style game. Uh, mm-hmm. You kind of unlock different um, gadgets and and um, ways of traversing that will unlock different parts of the game that you couldn't get to earlier. Sure. So you, you do revisit places and get you know different entrances to parts of the game. Um, but you kind of can't have a feeling. There's a little bit when Poison Ivy is released. I think it's that section where the 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 bat. I think it's called the bat wing. Is mm-hmm. like playing. Oh yeah, oh, okay, yeah. Not not his little gadget that he chucks around. No, no, that's a batarang. Batarang, right? Like, a lot it. of batarang throwing in this game. Um, but yeah, there's a part where that comes in, and it and it gives you, I think, the line launcher, the thing that lets you go 
straight across ravines. Yep. It like shoots a wire. Apex Legends style. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, no, it is. Yeah, yeah I know what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, like Apex Legends style, but only only straight. So you can't I, go up. Oh, yeah, okay. only only straight. And yeah. It's very uh, strict on that. Yeah. Um, and I can't help but feel that he could have just if we had access to that battle mm. for this game, we could have, mm-hmm. you know, it could have uh, beaten Joker conveniently left out. Yeah, but no, I think it's brilliant. There's some parts of it, you know, there's um, there are fights against different enemy types. You have your normal just your normal thug then it, they bring in ones with knives ones with electric batons um then you get bigger ones and sort of bane is an early boss and he's an introduction to that kind of enemy mm-hmm. that enemy type where they rush at you and you have to sort of stun them with a batter and dive out of the way and it, it's it's so good how it just it ramps everything up and there's a point where you get to it towards the end where you know the scarecrow parts kind of change the game into almost like a mini platforming section mm-hmm. um and if he sees you it's so you just die straight away and then then you get the poison ivy fight. Then you finally take on Joker. And it, it, it it's quite a, the ending is quite silly because okay. you've got this big titan beefed up Joker oh, who's yes. fighting you. You told me about this, yeah. And basically, the ending boss is you have waves of enemies that you that you beat while Joker is sort of playing up to the crowd, playing up to the poli- the uh, news and police helicopters flying around, and then you pull him down and beat him a bit, and then that's mm-hmm. kind of that's kind of the whole thing, and it's yeah. kind of when you compare it to the end of like Arkham City mm-hmm. and and Arkham Knight as well which has got a lot of uh, criticism Arkham Knight but is is still a really solid game yeah um the ending is a little bit underwhelming okay. but um no really really fantastic it's, game it's a, it's about i think it's like 18 quid for all three yeah on the on the PSN not, so, not including origins then no not including um Arkham Origins which um because obviously the three games uh, Asylum City and Knight were all developed by Rocksteady mm mm-hmm. mhm um, who are still waiting on what their new game is going to yeah. be, and I, I'm so excited about Bated that. Bated breath. Yeah, but um, so the other one was made by Warner WB Studios. Yeah, WB Games. WB Games. Yeah, their um, internal studio. And they basically made so after Arkham City, but before Arkham Knight, they yeah. made a prequel to Arkham Asylum called Arkham Origins, um, which has some issues with it. And there was something about the game could break in loading screens. And yeah, like it was played with a load of bugs and issues at launch, which seemed to massively detract from whether the game was actually a good Arkham game or not, yeah. because it just didn't, you couldn't play it. Um, and that's, I'm slightly over-exaggerating that, but that was the general sentiment. And I think that's part of why it's not included in this set, and also because it wasn't developed by Rocksteady as well. But, yeah. Um, I actually think if you like the Arkham games, it's really worth going to yeah. play Origins, because um, it's a really cool... Um, origin story of batman but also it's not re- it's because batman's kind of already kind of established when you mm-hmm. start it it's more an origin story of the joker oh okay um, that, that's interesting and that's really cool it's yeah. a really good if you like the joker and it, it is a bit i was a bit like oh the joker again as the main villain but then that is just that's batman's main villain yeah because I, I was just going to ask then with obviously it being a prequel would you say if, if say for example Rocksteady came out and said right this is our next game and it is th- another Arkham game would, do you feel like Origins is something which you need to have played or should have played or it doesn't really matter if you didn't play just from a thematic and storytelling point um, no the, the story of Origins is very it's completely separate okay so it's, it's yeah it's on its th- own there are certain things that um, you need like if you're going to play Asylum then City there is certain plot points that will come through yeah and actually the kind of um Marvel Cinematic Universe after credits moment of Arkham Asylum yeah is the setup for Arkham Knight 
interestingly. Okay. Yeah. Um, which is just, it's a tiny little moment, but um, it's quite cool. Um, but they, you know, they all they all refer to each other. But Origins, because it's not developed by Rocksteady, is it's separate to it. Yeah. Um, if they made another Arkham game, for those like without spoiling anything, if you know how Arkham Knight ends, mm-hmm. I'd be very, I would be very surprised if it was a sequel to Arkham Knight. Yeah. Very surprised. Okay. But um, yeah, I don't want to spoil. Batman that dies, doesn't he? Uh, no comment. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. We'll pry that out of you later on. But well, I don't want to spoil it. Okay, maybe we won't fight out of you then. Fine, fine, whatever. <laughs> That's fine. Um, well, I've I've been I've been jumping back into The Witcher as I as I did say on the last episode. I played quite a lot of The Witcher Three. Finally finished it recently, um, and I've just got round to now getting into the DLC. So starting with Heart of Stones, and then hopefully um, Heart of Stone, Stones, Stone, I think, uh, and then Blood and Wine. Um, and yeah, it's it's been great just to jump back into the game again. You go to some areas which I feel like I never knew existed in the game, but I don't think it's actually added anything to the world for Heart of Stone. It's just an area which you never had any reason to go over to. Um, but it's, it's a beautiful new little area, well, not new area. Um, it really ramps up the comedy, I felt. Like, there, there's absolutely hilarious moments with some ghosts. Um, but so far, really enjoying it. Obviously, we'll, we'll, we'll give you a proper update once, I'm, mm. once I've made my way through it. Because obviously there's heart of is it heart of stone heart of stone I and think. then blood and wine blood is, and the wine other one. is the other one and I couldn't you, you told me the other day how long they are yeah I couldn't so, believe it so just going by um how long to beat dot com um, which I, I generally find is a pretty good guide I sometimes think they overestimate o- over, yeah. they go over slightly on what they're just like because I normally I just look at what the story is not yeah the completion yeah, yeah. part I think sometimes they're a little bit over yeah but, yeah, yeah. it um I think it said that heart of stone was about ten hours. Yeah, and then Blood and Wine is twenty hours. That's twenty nuts. hours is like an entire game, like That's even ten than, hours. You think it? the un, the un, like an Uncharted one is probably Uncharted like, one's like five or six hours. Yeah, I that's think, crazy. Max. Yeah. Um, like if this you, is the add-on. If you think for an, for another game, when, if you download DLC, you're expecting so because well, we've just talked about them. If we talk about mm. the Arkham games. Yeah, yeah. If you look at the DLC, DLC for for Arkham City, I think I think it's Arkham City had one that was about. Um, what's her name harley quinn mm. um there's a bit of dlc related to her and it's two hour two hours yeah. maybe maybe with a couple of different and, and and a fair bit of it is just waves of different types of enemies and things like that so it's crazy that um you're getting a 20 hour well it, with both of them together 30 hours of extra content yeah. which is we, that two. that's like an entire rpg like a yeah. be, like a fairly sizable rpg oh yeah um so I, I think it's 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 commendable. It's fascinating how they managed to do it. I think Blood and Wine actually went on to win like RPG of the Year at lots of award ceremonies, and it's a DLC for this game, which already won RPG of the Year previously. Um, so yeah, super excited. Supposedly it has a really satisfying payoff in the end, and it is the end. So I'll see what mm-hmm. whether what that means, whether he dies, whether he doesn't. I don't know, um, but we'll we'll find out hopefully over the coming weeks with nice. that. Um, but if you just Hold on one sec. What? What's that sound? Oh, I think it's time to diffuse the news. Right. So, Chris, we have had a couple of um, big announcements over the last few weeks. Um, We have to kind of be a bit loose and fast with with when we pick these stories up, obviously, with us recording every two weeks. Um, But one of the big ones that happened um, a couple of weekends ago was... uh, at Star Wars Celebration. So it's a weekend-long um, festival kind of event where there was lots of different things announced um, relating to Star Wars. 
and obviously with us being a games podcast, the big thing they announced was Star Wars, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. So, nice. first of all, just very first of all, thoughts on the name? Star Wars Jedi. Star Wars, is it? Star Wars Jedi colon. Okay. Fallen Order. So it's not Star Wars colon Jedi colon for, Fallen Order. No, that Star Wars Jedi. Star Wars Jedi. Star Wars Jedi. Star Wars Jedi. Fallen Order. Um, I think it's okay. I think Mm. I could have just called it Star Wars Fallen Order. I think that's cool. I think I agree. I think part, and I'm going to come back to this a little bit later on when we talk about um, this game a bit more. But I think they just wanted that. I think they wanted the word Jedi in there because they wanted it to be like, this is what this game is about. You are playing as a Jedi. Yeah. And I suppose, yeah, as you say, that probably links into what recent star wars games have come out um so they're really hammering home you are a jedi you will be playing as a jedi with a lightsaber and force yeah and force powers um which you haven't been for the last couple of games that have come out but you haven't, you haven't played as a jedi in a game i mean i guess unless you count when you do it for a little bit in battlefront but yeah yeah even then it's i think the, the mmo do you play as a jedi i think you Probably. might i think you might be able to but again that's kind of but in like this from, kind of huge yeah. budget game exactly it's been a long time um, so yeah, first of all, let me let me just give you a bit of a, a bit of information dump um, about the game, and then we can get into a few aspects that are interesting about cool. it. Cool. So, yep, so we've got Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Um, obviously announced at the Star Wars convention. It's coming out November fifteenth next year. No, joking. This year. So it's a good old announce and then release the same year, which is becoming Excellent. more more prevalent, which is great. Um, for the PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Um, they have said it is a story-driven single-player game with no multiplayer and no microtransactions. So we'll come back to that because they really made a point about that, which yeah. I think is good and bad in some way. Um, it's a third-person action game, um, and it's being made by Respawn, which is interesting because it's a departure for them. They have previously always made first-person shooters. Um so we've got obviously yeah respawn the history of them we've got titanfall one two recently apex legends um it was set up by um a couple of guys from infinity ward including vince sampella and obviously they made things like call of duty um i think medal of honor i think was them as well previously yeah i think so. um and the game is also being directed by stig now i'm going to pronounce the name so bad here but i think i think it's asmussen um, and he previously worked at Sony Santa Monica, and he directed God of War 3. So this guy does have some some chops about him. A um, couple of different writers were involved, but one of them was a guy called Chris Avalon, who wrote Knights of the Old Republic 2, The Sith Lords. So they brought in, they have brought in previous Star Wars writers for it, and he's been quite vocal about how excited he is about the game and kind of how, how great a, an effort everyone's put in um, and how great a job they've done. Um so let, let's just dig deep into some of those details first, because th- then we'll get into the, the story, um, what gameplay might be like. We did have a trailer with it, with a couple of bits of information, um, which definitely go check out on YouTube. Um, but first of all, obviously, we've got it coming out for all the normal consoles. We've got PS4, Xbox One, and PC, so that makes sense. No Switch, but yeah, I think that's... Expected, that's I exactly. Think. I think it's somewhat expected. There's been a couple of high-profile kind of AAA games that have... That have um, unexpectedly announced to come out on Switch, but yeah. But I that's think. always ones that like, have been out for a while. Things like Doom. Like, yeah. There's nothing, is there, there, there doesn't seem to be much coming straight well, away. I think, I think, now I'm happy to accept corrections on this, okay. but I think 
Doom Eternal oh, is coming to Switch. Oh, what, straight away? Well, I think it maybe is after like a few months. Okay. But that's obviously a pretty new game. Yeah. Um, But yes, you're right. So not totally unexpected. So we've got, yeah, story-driven, single-player game, no multiplayer and no microtransactions. Mm-hmm. So this seems to be... Um, they really they really push this point because it seems to be as like a direct um, reaction to all of the complaints that have been surrounding the last couple of Star Wars games that EA have produced, um, such as Battlefront and Battlefront 2. Yeah, and I remember... So when Star Wars Battlefront came out, the new the newer Star Wars Battlefront came out, um, they there was a huge deal that, you know, there was no story. Mm. There was no story mode. Mm. It was literally just, you know, it was a Battlefield, but game. with a Star Wars skin, you know. But I mean, yeah. and, and not to take much, too much away from it, it still look. Like, I th- I'm still actually amazed at how they look. Man, they look incredible. Frostbite for first-person shooters is sensational. Yeah. For everything else is terrible, but yeah. for first-person shooters, it, it's it just looks incredible. It looks yeah. like an, it looks fantastic. But um, you know, I, I, I actually remember this because I follow uh, John John Boyega. Yeah, plays um. Finn, 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 in the new Star Wars films is seven, eight, and nine. Um, he, I remember actually because he's quite active on Twitter. And when that game came out, I remember he he's he's a bit of a gamer as well. And one of the things he actually just tweeted was, "Oh, I really love Star Wars Battlefront. Would be really cool if it had a story, though." Nice. And okay. I think there may have even been like a sort of back and forth with EA, with EA on Twitter yeah. with him, and uh, and you know, so then Star Wars Battlefront two comes out. And there is there is a little story in it, mm. and I, again I I didn't play it. I played a little bit of Star Wars Battlefront on when it came out, but I think as soon as my brother bought it, and I, I played a bit uh, with him as well. But I just you know I, I was it's not really my cup of tea yeah. in terms of gaming. Um, two came out and apparently had a story which was I've heard good things about it. Yeah, and I think it was when, when is it set? It's set um, before four. Before four. So four, yeah, I think. Or was it after Return of the Jedi? It's it one might of those... be, No, I think you're right. I think it's after Return of the Jedi. Yeah. It's, it's the it's the rest of the Empire. Yeah. Are uh, you know because obviously the Death Star is destroyed. All oh, spoilers for Return of the Jedi. Sorry. Sorry. Um, like Death Star is destroyed. The Emperor's killed, or is he? Or is he? Or is mm. he? End of that Rise of the Sky Rise of Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. I still Very awkward name. Still though. not sure about that name. Yeah, yeah. So at the end of that Rise of Skywalker trailer, there's a little laugh, which might be the might or might not be the Emperor. Mm-hmm. It is the Emperor. It is. Um, and so obviously then Death Star destroyed. Blah blah blah. Universe has a big party, and George Lucas throws in more, more and more celebrations from planets that he put in the prequels. Yeah. Every time he changes it. And more um, ghosts. And more Force ghosts. But then you know, then the big question is, well, what happened to all of the other, you know, mm. armies or parts of the empire and so that i think that's what happened happened with Didn't that their story. head just head all of their heads just get turned into drums by the <laughs> yeah that's true actually. that's what happened oh well, i think they were just the helmets okay I don't, okay do you think they actually had the heads well, they made it made an interesting sound when they hit them oh yeah actually that's true because otherwise Star. they'd all make exactly the same sound because exactly. it's just the same helmet so, so it's different levels of head they left but in. no but they because you remember aren't stormtroopers all clones they although that's not oh, no. that's not no, they're not they're not they, they were, were at a point weren't they no, stormtroopers weren't. The clones were. Yeah. But stormtroopers aren't clones, right? I think the original stormtroopers may have been, but I think by the time we get to the Empire, yeah. I think they are they recruits, are recruits and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, anyway. 
Yeah, where were we with that? So yeah, the story, story, so, yeah, story because, in Star Wars. You, you play as someone in on the side of the Empire. Yeah. I believe so. You I are so, yeah. a bad guy in quotes. A yeah. bad woman, actually. I believe. Yes. Yeah. That's right. Um, but yeah, you're right. So th- there was some sort of story they they brought into it, um, but it certainly still wasn't the emphasis. No. The emphasis and, was still the online shooter. And so Jedi Fallen Order is set before A New Hope. Correct. So after Revenge of the Sith. Actually, sorry. Yeah. Well, specifically, it's actually set after Re- Revenge of the Sith, not before. Which I know is kind of the same thing, but okay. it, it, the the emphasis is that it's direct set shortly after Revenge of the Sith. So would we say it's before Rogue One? Yes. Okay. Because Rogue One almost directly it leads. leads it, does, into well, it does, doesn't it? They yeah. put that scene in, didn't they? Yes. Um, okay. So it's set after Revenge of the Sith. Now, does that mean? Mm-hmm. Does that mean that technically it is a prequel? <laughs> to does it count Battlefront as a, Two or just generally? It, it does, this, it, does is it count pre- as a Star Wars prequel? That's I'm not sure if know. anything's a prequel anymore. Is it not? Can we not? I have... think the only thing that would be a prequel now would be if they did something before the Phantom Menace, because otherwise we're just filling in bits and bobs. Okay, so it's not a prequel. It's not a prequel. Okay, well that's the only thing I wanted to know. Okay, guarantee <laughs> not a prequel. However. On the topic of the story, although actually just just as a little bit extra here, they they really stress this no microtransactions, oh, yeah. which is it. It was weird that at the celebration there was kind of cheers and jubilation about this, which makes sense because yeah. people were so critical of Battlefront Two for being this kind of penny pinching. You could only do well in the game if you paid money to further your development and stuff like that. Um, so it's good to see that not be part of it because there's obviously a big vocal audience or a fairly large audience um, which didn't want that. They want a Star Wars story, yeah. which is good. However, I'm, I think you had a thought on this, didn't you? Well, I just, because, you know, the, the, he's, the, I was watching live when they announced mm. the Fallen Order and they, they, they bigged up this, you know, this whole thing. There's no microtransactions, mm. no multiplayer, which is great. And I love that. And I, mm. I love games that have that focus on a story and go with it no but it seemed like they were they were getting praise for fixing a problem that they created themselves in previous games and when i say they i don't, I don't necessarily mean the fallen order developers i mean ea yeah we're not talking about respawn here we're talking about ea although respawn obviously have previously made multiplayer shooters as yeah. their main thing um um but so it, it just kind of it, it rang a bit hollow for me them almost asking mm. demanding this applause for not having microtransactions when that was something they had done previously mm. so they were fixing you know um it, it, yeah it just it made me cringe a little bit while watching things i think oh, ea like, even tweeted it as well i think yeah. ea specifically yeah, no, tweeted did. like a big like caps locks no microtransactions um which yeah it does seem but it's, i actually saw a small interview with amy hennig um who yeah was uh, working uh, on a Star Wars game. 1313. No, she, I think she, no, she was a different Star Wars oh, game. Okay. So they had 1313 a while ago, which got cancelled. Then um, Amy Hennig was working on another story-based um, Star Wars game, which uh, was cancelled as well. Um, but she gave a bit of an interview, which she said since her game was cancelled and this is now being announced... There has been a couple of changes of leadership at EA, and therefore she wasn't too like surprised at this new kind of way of being like no microtransactions, no multiplayer, single player stuff, which seems to kind of counteract what they had been saying previously with EA. But 
maybe this is in line with the new management in charge there. So I suppose it could be down to that. It could also just be trying to save face of yeah. EA because as everyone <clears throat> seems to hate them. So I didn't. Uh, yeah, and uh, ultimately it's a good thing. Mm, and ultimately yeah. they do deserve praise for doing it. I just think it was a little bit funny that they were sort of yeah. digging themselves up for this when they are one of the worst them you know outside of maybe activision they're yeah. like one of the worst companies for doing that yeah it, it, exactly exactly so yes yeah, so then well what i'll do is I'll, I'll give you a couple of bits of information about the story the setting and things like that because mm-hmm. whilst there isn't a ton to work on we do have yeah. a few bits and bobs it was just it's just a story trailer really we've got so far yeah isn't it? yeah so we've got a story trailer and um, a couple of bits of information being that yep yeah, so as i said it was set it's going to be set shortly after avenger of the sith you play as a Jedi Padawan. I do like saying that word, Padawan. 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 Um, called Cal Kestis, who is being played by Cameron Monaghan. 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 Yeah. Monaghan. Who is? Uh, so he. Well, I don't know if it's if you've ever watched Gotham. So we're going back to Batman here. Yeah. Um, see, it all links around. This. Yeah. Everything is either Star Wars or Batman. Constant oh, yeah, variables. See, Disney bought Star Wars, and I'm just. I just kind of hope they buy Batman and DC as well. Mm. Um, but yes, yeah, so... Disney um, buying DC would be wild. Well, they'd need to buy uh, Warner, Warner, wouldn't they? Because then they'd own DC and Marvel. Yeah, and then we then the... Well, then the cross can happen. The crossover. The crossover. Yeah. There have been crossovers before. Yeah. Um, anyway, let's not get too off topic there. Okay. Uh, so he plays... I think his original character is called Jerome something or other, but basically it's kind of the Joker mm-hmm. of of Gotham, and he's awesome. He's yeah. so cool because he's done what's cool about Gotham is it is literally just the most over the top oh, uh, TV it? show ever. Yeah, everything. Oh, I, in Gotham. I was expecting it to be like quite no, grounded. Oh no, no, no! Fine, no. Gotham okay. is so like it's it was at, at the beginning it was kind of like oh we're gonna do a kind of prequel to Batman and you know it's gonna be basically about Commissioner Gordon and yeah. and then they were just like after maybe like two seasons they were like actually screw it here's Catwoman this is Poison Ivy here's yeah. Bane uh, the Penguins in it oh, jo- yeah Joker as well and actually you know what because originally when they started they were like we're never going to have Batman in it mm-hmm. like, it's never going to be have Batman it's going to have Bruce Wayne in it a lot sure. and, but as a kid and everything and now it's the final seasons coming they're like yeah Batman's in it as well Excellent. Batman's in everyone's in chuck it you all know, in everything's right happening the big um, so yeah it's crazy but yeah um, Cameron Monaghan plays the, the Joker of, of Gotham and he's really he's really great so it's cool, cool. I kind of I didn't realise it was him when I was first watching the trailer and then when he came out I was like oh yeah since watching yeah, it back it, um, it does look a lot like him but excellent it's cool yeah. it's cool to have a, he's a good name to yeah Def- definitely definitely so yeah we, we, we play as Cal Kestis um, and he has escaped Order 66 now tell me Chris what is Order 66 so Order 66, if you've watched Revenge of the Sith, you'll know is infamous because it's kind of like a like a failsafe put into the clones. Uh-huh. And, and uh, so the, the Emperor, Palpatine, mm-hmm. he sends a, a message and he gets... Well, he oh, wasn't the Emperor at that time, was he? Was he not? He, was was he, he Chancellor? Or Chancellor Palpatine? I oh, know, because I think it was just... Uh, I think Jar Jar Binks... Mm-hmm. Jar Jar Binks says, hey, everything's everything's gone bad. We're gonna give the Senate's power to you. Yes. So I think at that point he kind of becomes he became, emperor pa- yeah. instead of chancellor. Because he was senator. Senator, senator pa- senator's party, and then he yeah. becomes. I think he becomes like the emperor, kind of. Yeah. Um, Who uh, also just quick side note, yeah. Jar Jar Binks. Uh, George Lucas did go on record just recently last week saying that Jar Jar Binks is his favorite character in Star Wars. Of course. We can he very did. quickly move of on. Course, from of course that. he did. Um, uh, so yeah, so then one of the first things the emperor does. Mm-hmm 
is he he executes order 66 so he puts his message and all the clone commanders mm. get this message and it says execute order 66 and mm. then they all there's this horrible that horrible scene where they all turn around and start killing all the jedi and yeah i think there's like one clone troop that go against the order don't they and that's how that's why the it's one of the like animated series i've not really watched them all but i think yeah. i think that's part one of the storyline let's just say it's definitely one of the main stories in rebels rebels if you never watch star wars rebels it's mm. all about yeah one clone com- uh, group and we are who... saying this with absolute confidence exactly it's definitely about that i've yeah. never watched it i think it is it's probably not it's about However, darth maul isn't it something like that isn't it potentially no, maybe? well, maybe is actually. Because so is. rebels, rebels. We will actually get to rebels in a second. Okay. From my notes, uh, we'll talk about rebels in a minute. Okay, let's okay. carry on with fallen order. Yes. Yeah, so order sixty six, the clones all start killing the Jedi because um, Palpatine wants them wiped out and gone. And the younglings. And the younglings, all the Padawans, the young learning uh, Jedi. Um, so he, Cal Kestis, has escaped this, and he managed to get away. I think there was of padawans i think in canon there was like two maybe three padawans escaped oh really that's like i'm pretty sure there is canon about that um so you are one of them calcestis you um are trying to complete your training to become a jedi um and the empire which is obviously now running riots and they're at the height of their power um they have the inquisitors um, who the Inquisitorious was a group of Force sensitives. So they are like semi Jedi's, basically. Like the little boy at the end of the Last Jedi. Yes, exactly. He just gets he, he is a Force sensitive. Great. Um, they've been recruited to hunt down the remaining Jedi after Order sixty six. So once Order sixty six was put in place, anyone that wasn't around a clone or any other sort of Jedi, okay. these guys were basically employed by the Empire to go and hunt them down and kill them. Um, I'm almost annoyed this is a game. This sounds like this could be quite a cool standalone movie. Well, so this, so the reason why I mention this is because this is a load of the storylines of Star Wars Rebels. Oh, okay. So I've got a little point, a little uh, asterisk here. Um, so I wanted to talk about the Inquisitors because um, they sound really cool. As someone who has only really seen the films, played one or two Star Wars games, and that's it. Never read a book, never watched any of the TV shows. Um, the Inquisitors sound wicked. So they, yeah, as I say, they're force sensitive. So they are, they have force powers. They wield their own versions of lightsabers. They're kind of these cool. Have they got dark sabers? They've got red ones. Oh, okay. Have you ever seen a dark saber? No. See, I, I see. I kind of I've been saying I never watch these shows, but you know dark sabers bit. are cool. Is it black? Yeah. Oh my. It's like goodness. a black light. Uh, well, I don't really know much about it apart from that, but okay. yeah, dark sabers are where it's at. Okay. Well, the pictures I've seen of these guys, they have like imagine Darth Maul's double-ended lightsaber, mm-hmm. but then with like a circle handguard going round where you'd hold it in the middle. That's um, cool. So yeah, pretty cool. Um, they initially were led by the Grand Inquisitor, who was the initial one, um, who was recruited by Darth Vader. Oh. So he recruited him. Um, okay. Other members that have been in the show um, or mentioned, I think we have the fifth brother, the sixth brother, the seventh sister, the eighth brother, the ninth sister, and the tenth brother. So is that, are they all Inquisitors? Yes. Okay. So that is six. Six along with the Grand Inquisitor. Okay. So the Grand Inquisitor was like the main starting guy. 
Um, but he was killed, and then these other ones were also brought in to continue hunting down the Jedi's. And all of the story, well, I don't know if all of it is, but a large section of the storyline of Star Wars Rebels um, follows these young Jedi's who are being chased down by the Inquisitors, and uh, Darth Maul gets chucked into the equation with that, so he's involved, um, and his storyline is... I thought Darth Maul died at the end of Phantom Mm, Maybe he didn't. I was very surprised to see him in solo indeed indeed talking to uh daenerys targaryen (laughs) (laughs) um so yeah so we've got the inquisitors they are tracking you down um and the empire is coming after you um and you are yeah so so you're you're on the run you're trying to remain hidden trying to hide all of your force powers that you have Mm. um and i believe what happens at least shown in the trailer is that there's a point where um you somewhat accidentally show off your force powers so you're seen you're found out and then from there it's basically a hunt um, to cool. find you um you will wield a lightsaber and you will get to use force powers um, so obviously that's why this is being played in the third person um view probably just to give that slightly more dramatic look to it instead of being in first person um as i say yeah it's the empire at the height of their power so it'll be interesting to see that because i don't think we've really seen too much no, well, at I least guess, in the films. Well, I guess so, Solo was. So, Solo um, was, and I suppose you could say that Rogue, um, One. Rogue One and A New Hope kind of. Yeah, they, that's that's where you see the Empire beginning Empire to fall of. apart. Um, all of the Jedi are in hiding, as we know at the end of Revenge of the Sith. Was there any... Who, who's actually left at that point? Like, I guess Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan. Um, and two other Padawans. Well, so from the movie, that's all we know. Actually, I think there are quite a few other Jedi, okay. which is why these Inquisitors are going around trying to hunt them down. Right, okay. Um, so there are there are a handful, at least, um, as far as I'm aware. Now, you're being hunted by the second sister, who is an elite Inquisitor. Um, so we haven't... She isn't mentioned. So if you go on the Inquisitor's kind of Star Wars, Star Wars wiki page... Um, she's not actually mentioned in there, so I think she's been added in. This is a new one cool. added in. Um, she's she's in the trailer. She looks she quite is? cool. Yeah, yeah, she does look yeah. cool. She does, um, and she has um, a, a group of people with the Purge Troopers with her, who quote are terrifying special Imperial forced trained uh, trained people uh, troopers to seek out the Jedi and aid the Inquisitors, and they look pretty cool as well. Um, nice. So we've got some pretty cool looking enemies um, And we, on the other hand Will be joined by a droid Called BD-1 oh. Which is cool Great. So I think he's a little He looks like a little little robot Not big, not big at all Not like R2-D2 or anything no. like that um, Does he look like the one that's in the, tra- the Rise of Skywalker trailer? Yeah, ca- that kind of BB-8. size Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. small little thing um, we'll see. I'm sure there will. He will be with us for most of it, and he'll have he'll probably his, unlock doors and stuff on it. Yeah, he'll have some ability. He'll shock someone, yeah. in comedic fashion. Yeah. Um, they'll just repeat all of the funny things from the films. I quite hope there's a few like little stealth sections in this game. Yeah, I, mind think, no, I think there probably will be if it's like yeah. you're being hunted. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it'd be nice to. It'd be nice arc to start with mm. a more stealth based approach. Whilst you let let I I kind of hoping I'm hoping that we will start still in hiding. So although the trailer shows us kind of being found out, yeah, I'm yeah. hoping we actually do get to play. Again, I'm not sure how much of that trailer like. Yeah, whether it's just a, a CGI yeah. just to show us off the, the general feel. Although um, I guess if it's coming out this year, it might be. But mm. no, I th- it's a cool trailer. It hypes up. And to be honest, like 
all, all I really need to know is what that the what the premise of that game is. I want to yeah, play that. You know, absolutely. It it also has, at least from kind of what I took away from the trailer, you, it kind of felt a bit like solo in its grimy world yeah. nature, how it looked <clears throat> it, which I, I quite like that. Yeah, that that feeling look of the world. Um, there is definitely confirmed as well wall running, which um, respawn have shown that they are the kings of doing in games, yeah. which also makes sense as a Jedi, you can almost do anything including fly apparently um so yeah th- there's a lot of exciting things to to come out of this we don't know a huge amount still yet i'm sure at e3 uh, ea will be very keen to show off some gameplay i imagine um, yeah and a, and a big old trailer because all we had was a cgi trailer it wasn't actual gameplay or anything like that um but yeah so i, I think i think we're we're we're, we're both pretty hyped pretty excited definitely about this especially given the recent games um or at least the recent feeling of the star wars games yeah for sure so i think let's uh move on to the to to the the next little bit that we're going to do so we're going to take a little break then for a second um because i wanted to play a game with you okay we've we've gone through this great new announcement We're, we're really excited about star wars um so we're going to play a little bit of a game here called Review Bomb. And what I'm going to do is I have gone through eight different games on Metacritic, which is um, the, uh, hmm, I hesitate to say wonderful website, um, as I think it causes a few issues, but the website which basically pulls together a load of reviews and gives you a score. Um, and I've gone through a load of user reviews. So these are people who have or have not actually played the games and have, and have rated them and, and gave given a few comments as to why they think it deserved that rating. Um, now, with these games, I have specifically gone to the reviews with 0 out of 10. Because I think this is pretty extreme. Like, I'm not one to say that a game can never get a 10 out of 10. I think if, if a number exists, it should be able to get it. 0 out of 10, however, is kind of extreme. Yeah, I th- I, whenever I look at Metacritic, because you always want to have a look at a couple of the 0 oh, of out of 10 reviews... I always think that these people probably haven't actually played the game. Yeah. They just, these are, the, these they just are, don't like it. Yeah, these, these are the... I, ha- I was about to say the crazy ones, but that's a bit rude to say actually about people. So so let's let's have a look at this. What I'm going to do is I'm going to, first of all, give you the year of the game. Um, this is the year the game was released, um, not the year the review was written. Okay. Which can have an impact depending on updates. But anyway, so first of all, we're just going to play a really nice easy one here, okay? All right, okay. okay. Easy, easy yeah some of these are going to be pretty hard but yeah let's go so this is greed pure greed warframe has more value for money than this they will burn in hell for their greed <laughs> same for every other company like them a true example of human scum zero out of ten <laughs> so what was that <laughs> i say it was easy it's not easy you said you were gonna give me the year I, I didn't oh know. i'm so sorry, sorry. so sorry 2017 okay it's two years ago two years ago this is greed this is pure greed warframe has more value for money than this um a true example of human scum (laughs) zero out of ten what's bad is it's making me think of ea because we've just been talking about interesting so i'm gonna guess 2017 so i'm gonna guess battlefront 2 correct right one point to gryffindor great right but i'm i can i just point out for yeah. the listeners, I'm I'm Hufflepuff all day long. Sorry, so. sorry. One point to Hufflepuff. Thank you. If I mean, you get it wrong, it's Gryffindor, and I'm Gryffindor. That's actually you know what you can't see this because this is a podcast. This is audio 
uh this is an audio medium medium that's the word i was going to mm. but we've got um we've got uh sort of colors on our microphones and mine is yellow the color of hufflepuff and, and andrew's is red so which is Griffin? which is Gryffindor, yeah perfect what's ravenclaw i'd say blue okay and slytherin's obviously green interesting okay cool anyway. right 2016 okay okay 2016 the year before i'm dreadful with date by the way the year of games isn't really going to help me well we'll see we'll see we'll see okay i did not enjoy this game i personally dislike games like this and although i do do not like it it is a good game and has an engaging story most people like this game so if you have not played it i suggest you do (laughs) don't let my review make the game seem bad for you this review is my opinion and if I reviews it impersonally, I would give it a 9 or 10. However, 0 out of 10. <laughs> this is a good game. This is a really you should good play game. this game. Yeah. 0 out of 10. Yeah, exactly. Um, what I really like is, um, don't let my review make the ba- game seem bad for you. This review is my opinion. But if I reviews it impersonally, I would give it a 9 out of 10. Oh, 26. However, he did not enjoy this game. 2016 I want to say he didn't enjoy it but he thinks Mm. it's good and everyone else seems to think it's good that an engaging story engaging story see that's making me think so 2016 was that like Uncharted 4 era interesting is that right should I go with that Uncharted 4 two points yes thief's end good Good job Uncharted 4 there right okay I was very tempted into Breath of the Wild because I thought it was they were saying it was good everyone says it's good yeah 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 okay. sorry all right we've got we've got the next couple are a little longer on the review side okay. um okay so we're going all the way back to 2009 oh no 10 years ago okay okay this game sucks <laughs> i must have played a completely different game than the rest of the people who enjoyed this game everything in this game was a grind i found none of the characters enjoyable What's with the 10 million gallons of blood on everything all the time? Dialogues were drawn out, long-winded whining. Did I miss the part in Superman where he had to deliver groceries to little old ladies to gain valuable experience? My character's special, not FedEx. Have someone else deliver the message. What's with the endless quantity of ho-hum quests? Seriously, you want me to go to the forest and shoot a flaming arrow? You mean the forest where I just slaughtered everything but the squirrels? You were too scared to go in there now? But you were willing to talk to the blood-drenched group that just emerged from the woods? Zero out of ten. Oh. A few little story beats there. Oh, 2009. The blood-drenched group that just emerged from the woods? Ten million gallons of blood on everything all the time. See, my brain's going every every because obviously I think it's an RPG. It must be an RPG. Yeah, because okay? you, you've got uh, the what, quests. You've got the, everything was a grind. Everything was grind. Quests, characters that aren't enjoyable. Dialogue was drawn out, winded, whining. Oh, it's the day. Oh, it's the date. Two thousand and nine. Two thousand nine. So that's ten years ago. Yeah. I want to say, yeah, because you've made this, you you've done this quiz with me in mind. Yeah, I want to say, is it a Dragon Age game? I'm not giving anything okay. away. I will get. I I, can't, I promise. I can't remember if Origins is older than 2009. I think it is. 
Uh, I'll go with... I'm going to say Dragon Age 2. Ooh, you were so close. It's oh, Dragon really? Age Origins. It is Origins. It is. Which is my favourite game of all time. So yeah. Zero out of ten. Typical that I don't get that one right. I wasn't sure if the group of people coming out of a woods. That I Well, because I know that's in Origins because that's a really specific quest when you fight this like... Um, oh, I don't know if I'm going crazy right here, but there's like a wolf... Uh-huh. There's like a werewolf thing and you choose between either the wolf or this group that are living. Yeah, yeah. that's like, I really do. Because okay. that's why my head was going to Origins. But then I've, I wasn't, I thought it was earlier than that. Is there a flaming arrow bit with that same oh, bit? Maybe. I okay, okay. That's fine. That's fine. Well, yeah, I guess. Okay, so it's 2-1 hit. Oh, you're still, that, I should have got the, that. You should have got Surely that. That's very that. disappointing. That's my favourite game. Okay, go on. <laughs> okay, next one. Right, we're going even further back oh, no. here. Okay, now this is in its original release year okay um, i think it may have come to other audiences a year later but we're talking about 2001 18 years ago which okay. is mental that's to think a long this came time out. so this is this could be is this before ps2 no this is ps this is ps2 okay. yeah, yeah ps2 era i should say okay so you play as an emotionally challenged j-pop wimp the bosses in this game are, roll, are a rollerblading bomber, a bisexual pseudo-vampire like Twilight, and an old man who has been controlled by a dead guy's arm. The gameplay consists of wandering around, being spotted, and then hiding for 20 minutes while the enemies go quiet. The enemies are infinite once you've been spotted, and you're bound to be spotted since the smallest disturbance sets them off. As a result, you spend most of the game hiding from enemies and not doing any combat whatsoever. Normally, a stealth game doesn't focus on combat, but this is a whole other story. In most, ste- in most stealth games, you can occasionally take out a soldier or two without being spotted, but this game demands that you don't do any combat other than the boss <laughs> battles. Add to this, add to all this a terrible plot, and you've got one of the most overrated games of all time. Zero out of ten. Okay, it's got to be a Metal Gear Solid game, surely. Surely, surely, but then so <clears throat> the part about the one of the bosses is a dead guy being controlled. Oh no, a guy being controlled by a dead guy's arm. Yeah, and I'm sure that's four, but surely four wasn't 2001. No, it wasn't 2001. Oh, okay. Is it three? I guess it must be two then. Uh, oh no. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to say Metal Gear Solid 2. You're right. Is there you right? go. The point Sons goes of to Liberty. You. Indeed. I was convinced th- from the first line or so where it says you you play as a emotionally K-pop. challenged J-pop. I was I was th- I was thinking it must be a Final Fantasy game at that uh, point. Oh yeah, that would have been a good shout. Um, MGS2. That's yeah. one of the first games that I ever owned. Just oh, doing that one out interesting. There. Yeah. Rollerblading bomber. I got the so the vampire. Oh, I should have got it from the pseudo, vampire. Pseudo remember, yeah. bisexual pseudo vampire. But then you fight him in four as well, don't you? Or is you that do. a cutscene? Vamp, vamp's back. Vamp is yeah, in four, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Um, cool. And the dead guy, uh, old man being controlled by a dead guy's arm, yeah. is when Liquid Ocelot is first into. So and that happens in two. In four. And in four, he's yeah, he's okay. the, like well, he's the main bad guy in kind of both, but yeah, um, he is in both. Yeah, because yeah. obviously what, number one. Uh, Ocelot's arm gets cut off. <laughs> yeah, and liquid, of course. <laughs> um, liquid dies. So and then, well, but then, li- Liquid's arm. Ocelot takes Liquid's arm. Yeah, and Ocelot, and Liquid's arm takes control of Ocelot. Exactly because of the nano machines. Because of the nano, obviously. Good obviously, the nano machines. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> right. Good job on that. So we're on three one. We're on three, three one. one, three, one. Okay. Yeah, we've got four more to go. <laughs> oh okay. My okay. So next up, 
we are going to 2007. Okay. One of the greatest years in gaming. After Doom and Quake followed some decent first-person shooters over the years, some managed to bring something innovative to the genre. Not this game. Clearly, this game is an overhyped title, artificially pumped by a generation of console gamers with nothing better to play at the time. The PC version was like a bowl of oatmeal, entirely unmemorable, borderline unpleasant. I forced myself (laughs) to play through a few levels, and the mediocrity of it all quickly forced me to uninstall before the critical one-hour mark. When a game makes Windows tools like Defrag feel fun and exciting, it's not a very good game. I'm sorry I wasted $20 on this. It taught me never to listen to hype ever again. In short, one of the worst Me Too FPS games ever made. Avoid 0 out of 10. Uh, I think this is Bioshock. This is, is Bioshock. Right? Yeah, Very cool. well done. Yeah, yeah, I, was, yeah, I, was, yeah. I was fairly confident on that one. One of the worst <laughs> Me Too FPS I'm amazed games by ever. that. Some of the comments in that, they were clear. He didn't well, make I, it past an hour. Yeah, it's unbelievable. That's nuts. That's absolutely nuts. Yeah, it's oatmeal. You don't get half of the mechanics properly until like... No, yeah. Yeah, yeah. anyway, sorry. Mental, mental. <clears throat> right, so we're quickly, we're quickly jumping forward then to 2012. Okay, you ready for this one? Okay. This game is so short that when it ends... You're going to scratch your head and ask, was that it? What happened? What's going on? Is there more? There is none. This game is slowing your progression by using cheap mechanics with no reason whatsoever. Snow, sand, wind? If you remove this, you will beat the game in 20 minutes, maybe less. This game taught me an important lesson. I will sure to remember it for a long time. Never read positive and mixed reviews only. Read negative reviews. They are the important information. If this was a free game, I wouldn't play it either. Very sad that I bought into the hype train. If having fun, story, gameplay, a basic game at least. If you value your time and all of the above, stay away from this abomination. Can't even call this a game even. Like fire. Zero out of ten. Um... I'm again, I think I know what it is, but again, I'm amazed by how old it is. Is, yeah. it, is it Journey? It is Journey, oh, yes. Man. I Good can't believe job. it's seven years old. It's seven, seven years, years old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, I hate that person who wrote that. Yeah, yeah it's unbelievable. Also, some of their grammar is terrible. In this <laughs> yeah. I tried to get it as, as close as I could with all the uh, incorrectly spelled words. So I'm not even saying, am I 5-1 at the moment? You're 5-1, so, five, I, one. so, I've, so I've, technically, I've, technically I've won this. You're 3. So I could get the next couple wrong. Yeah, you could. I don't think Are they got, harder? Um... No. Okay, cool. No, no, no. You'll, you'll, you'll be, you'll be fine. I think I, you've got through the hard. I bit. almost kind of want to end 7-1 and that the one that I got wrong is the game is I the always game say is my favourite game of all yeah. time. Anyway, go on. Okay. Let's do this. Come on. 2016. Three okay. years ago. Horrible. I feel cheated and I want my money back. I've not felt this lied to in a long time and that's saying something. This game is about 1% of what was promised and falls well short of even reasonable expectations. Zero out of ten. Um, oh, I'm, I think I know what it is, but I'm not super certain. I think it's um, oh, what's it called? Is it No Man's Sky? It is yeah. No Man's Sky. Well cool. done, six to one there. This game was about one percent. No, that. Do you know what? The reason that I got that right. Yeah, I wrote that review. Oh that my me. goodness <laughs> me! You didn't even play the game. Horrible. I feel Horrible. cheated. 
<laughs> right, last one to almost get a clean sweep. Okay. 2017. Only two years ago. Okay. Wow. Okay, so I didn't like this game any bit. I do like the driving one a lot, and I like the character, but this game just wasn't good. I'm using the pro controller, and he often doesn't do what I want him to do. And the pro controller works perfectly fine with other games. Repetitive bosses, like come on, come up with some new bosses, then use the same bosses over and over. I didn't fancy the story very much either. The boss battles were boring, I can't be asked writing much more, but my score probably explains what I think about this game. Zero out of ten. Oh, I'm, I might be a bit stuck here. Sorry, can you, at the beginning, you said I, I liked the driving part. Wow, okay, so I didn't like this game any bit. I do like the driving one a lot, and I like the character, but this game just wasn't oh, good. Oh, I like the driving one a lot. Yeah. Okay, is it um, Odyssey, Super Mario Odyssey? It is Super Mario cool. Odyssey. I had to edit a few of the reviews where it said, I like yeah. uh, Super um because I was thinking it was Breath of the Wild because it was yeah, the same year wasn't it exactly um, I like the driving Mario Kart I yeah, like the Mario. driving one <laughs> he said I like Mario Kart and I like Mario I was, I was like <laughs> I like the driving one a lot that's Very nuts good. that game's so good that no game no, no zero out of ten repetitive bosses didn't like it pro controller feel terrible with it bad game bad game so bad game. I got seven right one wrong yeah and the one I got wrong was Dragon Age Origins. Yep, your favourite game of all time. That's depressing. Yeah, so how do you feel about that? Um, I'm happy that I won. Mm-hmm. I'm a little Beat bit ashamed. Beat the Quizmaster. I'm a little bit ashamed that I got... Um, it's a hollow victory. 2009. Ten, yeah, ten, yeah, years. ten years. That's me. Uh, do you know what? Rife for a remaster. I want to play that say. game again so bad. And I was just thinking, with the, you know, because Arkham, Arkham Asylum came out in, I think, 2009 as well? Maybe in 2008. Mm-hmm. No, I think it's 2008, because yeah. I remember saying it was 11 years old. And... I want that remaster mm. of Dragon, but then again, it's flipping Bioware. Yeah, and they refuse to yeah. remaster the games. Like, just do it. Make a Mass Effect trilogy. If they made a Mass Effect trilogy box set, yeah, like that would people would buy that. Yeah, I would buy it. I didn't even play number one, and I still thought it was one of the best trilogies of all time. What I don't, I don't <laughs> want, I don't want Dragon Age Origins and Dragon Age Two remaster. But I feel like that's probably what I'd have to buy if they did it. Do you reckon they'd make a trilogy? Considering that four was on PS4, um, I guess they, oh, yeah, I guess they could. Oh, sorry, not, the four, art, not four was um, uh, Inquisition. Inquisition. Because that's exactly what they've just done with Batman, I guess. Because the, uh, the art, yeah, Return Arkham to Arkham Collection is Asylum City and Night, and Night only came out like three years ago. Yeah. So. Do you know if? Oh, don't worry if you did. Don't. But do you know if Night had like improvements, or was it literally just it was? Arkham I assume Night? not. Okay, I assume they not. Just, I guess you probably get the DLC and stuff with it. But of course, like a game um, of year edition. Oh, Bioware, give me, mm. give me a Dragon well, Age. Well, we've we've got a new Dragon Age coming. Yeah, but may, yeah, maybe like in the lead up to that, just yeah. give me a give me. They're a not going to do it. They're not going to do it. They're not going to do it. And I reckon if you went back to a PS3 and attempted to play that game, it would be janky. No, it's the best game. Ever. Anyway, um, anyway, so I just want to I want to interrupt the podcast very quickly. Very rude of you. Yeah, I know, but it's time for my favourite segment of the show. Yeah, the segment that I like to call and it's a good snappy title I'm ready how many days is it until we can play Pokemon Sword and Shield I wonder that's the, that's that's the title the name, oh, is that the name of the bit that's the name right, of the segment okay, I'm cool with that um, and I can tell you mm-hmm. it is no more than no t- unless it gets delayed of course yeah. it is no more than 245 days away <laughs> and that's the end of 
How long is it until we can play Pokemon Sword and Shield? Right, so on to the next bit of news. So, other things that were announced, um, other thing I should say, not even really announced. There was talk this week weird. of very weird, weird how they did this. Weird, with a Wired.com interview with Mark Cerny, Kearney? Cerny, I think Cerny, Cerny yeah. Mark Cerny, um, announcing the next gen PlayStation console they never called it ps5 they never called it ps5 it will be called ps5 it will be yeah supposedly the ps4 was the one that people were like hmm maybe it won't be called ps4 what was the name for they thought it was going to be the um morpheus no morpheus was psvr oh what was was this one there was like a name everyone was like oh it's going to be called the playstation something and then it wasn't was it was it another name like vita like it was one the like a latinish kind of name Uh, or something it may have been. Maybe. Well, four, they didn't think it was going to be called four because I think the number four or the word that you use in four in Japanese is like rude, I think, was something along those lines. So okay. everyone was like, oh, they wouldn't call it four because that's rude in Japan. But they did call it four because obviously it makes sense yeah, to call it the PS4. The if they don't call this the PS5, I will, and I will make a bet here. Okay. It's not even a bet. I think it's a statement. Yeah. Um, I will... I will down enough beer to make me throw up instantaneously and as i throw up i will try and do a handstand as i am vomiting Whoa. okay okay maybe a cartwheel might be more i don't think you... i can do a cartwheel okay well i was just thinking then because the vomit the would vomit will go around like a yeah. pinwheel and then it would look That'd like the uh, the knights Night <laughs> no um different podcast so yeah i it's the PS5, and from now on, we're not going to be calling it, it the next-gen yeah. PlayStation console. We're going to be calling it the PS5. So, Wired.com does this interview with Mark Cerny um, on a, I think it was, was it a Tuesday or a Wednesday? I think it's midweek, it's just so randomly. Weird. Like, they, they've had, they previously held events for this kind of stuff. This is what you go to E3, what you do your own event for to yeah. announce the next-gen console. Um and no, 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 they they just announced a, a little interview. I, I was wife. literally scrolling Twitter, and um, as I as I spend most of my life doing, mm, mm. and so I follow Shuhei Yoshida, who's like president of Sony or something like that. Mm. I don't know what's his title. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so he he doesn't really tweet much, but he sometimes retweets people saying, "Oh, God of War was great. I love Spider Man. Mm. You know, praise for PlayStation stuff." And I see him retweet a, a Wired.com article. Apologies okay. if you hear anything just then. <laughs> we have some pretty crazy neighbours. Um, and, and I just see him retweet this article mm. from, from Wired.com. And I was like... And, and, it, and it said something about the next PlayStation console. I was like, mm. oh, this is weird. And then I saw that he was on it retweet. And I thought, oh my goodness. And so I, I clicked yeah. and read the article and very, became very bored by the, the jargon yeah. and the techno babble. But, um, techno soup letters. <laughs> yeah. But, um, and I was just like, wow, I can't, you know, this isn't an announcement as such, mm. because it's, it, but it's the first official thing we've heard. Yeah. And it just came from absolutely nowhere. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. And, and I guess, I think I've been, you know, I've been doing a bit of reading and I, I think the reason behind it is just to try and get out ahead of Microsoft. Yeah. Who, who really. are almost certainly, I can't, off the top of my head, I can't say for certain that they have already said they will be discussing at E3 their next gen console, but it is if they haven't said it outright, which they may well have done, they are discussing it at E3. Yeah. So this is Sony coming out two months beforehand, um, 
as Sony won't be at E3. They've already said they're not going. They're not going to be part of it. Um, yeah. And they've also said they're not going to do their own little event at the same time. They've, yeah. they've said they're not doing anything around then. So yeah, getting out ahead, saying this is the the sum of the information about the new console. Um, so we can say Microsoft have won as one E3 already. I think. Well, <laughs> yeah, I think I think that'd be fair to say. But in see, terms of Sony, Mike. But what's also weird is that didn't. I might be wrong on my dates, but mm. Microsoft released a console this like last week or the week before as well, didn't they? Didn't they just release the the discless? Yeah, so ex- the Xbox One S, the Xbox is. One S, all digital edition, <laughs> um, which is yeah. So they, but I think they did it the day after. I think this. Information, I think so. It was literally after, yeah. Um, this all came out. Microsoft also announced um a console, which as as we it's did, still I an think, Xbox One. It's still this gen. It's still like, Xbox it. One S. It's not an Xbox One X either. Yeah. So it's the it's the less powerful version. They're basically pushing it out, and I, I think it's an interesting strategy. It's like testing the waters, isn't it? Yeah, this, I think. we will come back to the PS5 in a second. But as yeah. a side note, just because we, as you may notice in this podcast, we are definitely uh, a, a Sony slanted podcast, PlayStation based. We mm. will try and cover other news as well, um, but we just generally don't always have as much information on it or as much knowledge. And um, but on this point with the Xbox One S All Digital Edition, I'm pretty sure that's the name. Um, I think this is an interesting test in the water because. It's not actually like that much cheaper, so I think it's like fifty dollars cheaper okay. um, in America. So t- I think it's two four nine, um, which the reaction that I saw at least from forums and stuff like that was, this is kind of expensive because loads of people have been able to get an Xbox One S on discounts for two hundred or even less than two hundred dollars at times. So it seems slightly weird to come out of this like right no discs therefore it must be way way cheaper it doesn't have a 4k blu-ray in it anymore um we're gonna really like undercut everyone here and then still be cheaper but not crazy cheaper um but i think it's an interesting test in the water just to see is this gonna sell a couple of a couple of units are people ready to embrace an all digital world um obviously initially they wanted to they had this vision for this always connected device which um you had the it was at the time kind of actually slightly innovative but also some people saw it as very anti-consumer where you couldn't share your games in the in the normal sense when you bought a game you had to put in it was then linked to you um so this is almost going back to that because it's an all digital device you you buy the games you own them you can't then send the code to someone else um so i I think it'll be very interesting to see how this shakes out whether this is going to um, kind of lead the way for their strategy next on the next console generation. I think it will. Do you think, think it will? Is, yeah. Do you think there won't be a, a physical media aspect to the next Xbox? Um, no. I'm. I don't know. I, I think they might release two, two one without one, one with, with one, one without. without. Yeah. Um, and then that will be the last, the last, the last uh, generation of them. If they do a mid, a mid, mid generation up, like. Update oh like yeah, that will that be definitely no. All gone by then. I'm, I'm just looking on Amazon, so it's a UK Amazon UK. Mm. Um, so the the uh, Xbox One S All Digital Edition mm-hmm. uh, comes out May the seventh of May. Yeah, and that's hundred. That's one nine nine. Yeah, nine nine. But you can see, and you can buy currently just a One S. So they're both one terabyte as well. Because I was wondering about the the hard drives, uh, the hard drives. and for one nine two. Yeah. And it just seems odd. It's it. Obviously, I understand it, it's technically a new device, so therefore it comes in at its MSRP. And you can get you can get a bundle of the One S with Forza Horizon Four for two oh nine, so for ten pounds more. 
side note though on that bundle side of things the all edi- all digital edition does come with fortnite sea of thieves and minecraft pre in the all edition all okay. digital edition so you pre- do get three games built into the 199 price are two of those free games is minecraft free no minecraft you do oh, have okay. to pay for however if you have xbox game pass forza and Sea of Thieves are part of that. Right. So they okay. also brought out their bundle of their Xbox game. I'm going to fudge the name here. Basically, it's Xbox Gold and Xbox Games Pass put into okay. one. Um, and that gives you uh, the ability to play online, um, get discounts on games, and also gives you this big library of games for a combined price of $20. I've made that up. I don't think it's that. It's yeah. somewhere around about there, fifteen twenty dollars, uh, UK fifteen twenty pounds. It's in, I mean, yeah, I guess if that if that all digital one had been like twenty pounds cheaper, yeah, if it was just cheaper yeah. than the normal Xbox One S, because you are you are literally getting an inferior device on, on, yeah. on just a purely technical level. Yeah. You're getting less. Um, however, I don't get what the, I don't get. That, this is the problem, I guess. Who's buying that? Who's going to buy at that this time? Yeah, because obviously we're coming right to the end mm. of the. You know, we're going to have new consoles out in the next year, maybe year and a half, mm. maybe. But who is buying now a console that you can't put a disc into when you probably most people probably still use their consoles as Blu-ray or mm. disc, yeah. you know, DVD players? Who's buying that now? I can for for more for more money than you can get one yeah. with a disc player. I can only assume, at least based on the numbers of like how many have been sold and things like that, that it's it's some attempt at maybe a, obviously it's not cheaper, but let's just say cheaper entry point for people who already have a PS4 and now want to yeah. play some of the exclusive Xbox games, which isn't the biggest of draw you could have by saying, right, come play these exclusives. That uh, we've yeah, got. I guess though, because obviously... Yeah, that, you're probably right, actually. It's probably people that... A second console. A second console. This probably isn't the people, someone's first major console they're buying yeah. right now. I wouldn't have thought so. Anyway, let's... Let's, let's get back to the, the PS5. PS5 yeah, exactly. So I'm going to give you a little bit of information dump um, about this this console. Um, so we've already, we, we're going to establish it's not launching in 2019. Mark Cerny no. confirmed this will not come out in 2019. So therefore, it's going to be 2020. We're going to come back to that. They haven't confirmed gonna... that, but... No, sorry, you're right, actually. They haven't confirmed 2020. He said not 2019, so therefore, pretty Dra- sure. Jason Schreier has said it is 2020. Yeah, exactly. So, so it will be. Um, they uh, have just accelerated making dev kits and getting them out to more developers. Several developers have had this, though, for the last um, couple of years, I believe. Mm-hmm. I imagine that would be most of their kind of internally owned um, first-party studios. Um, your Guerrilla Games, your... Sony Santa Monica, Naughty Dog, things like that. Um, right, now this is where it gets kind of geeky. Okay, so the CPU is going to be based Uh-oh. on an AMD CPU based on the third generation AMD's Ryzen line. contains eight cores of new 7 nanometer Zen 2 architecture. Okay, now what's interesting about that and what's not boring is that PC versions of this processor, AMD, the the PC equivalent of this. So most of the time, these consoles now are basically mini PCs. Like, they run on the same kind of technology that that you would have in a PC. They haven't actually come out yet. So we don't know, 
technically kind of how good or how impressive these will be but the fact that it's got eight cores this is a huge step up from the old i think they're called jaguar with the chips that were used in the ps4 now console to console the cpu has been the thing which hasn't really drastically changed each time this however is a really big update and um, the main benefit from this should be higher frame rates more complex world simulation and more detail in the world that's what this is going to allow it's going to allow more things to happen mm -hmm. um, and the frame rate being an important thing because i think the promise of this generation was that we were going to get 60 frames per second on 1080p and 30 frames of 4k which has kind of happened to the most part then you had the ps4 pro and the xbox one x come out saying right 4k at 60 frames still not really been the case with all the time so i think this is going to be a, a benchmark everything can hit 60 frames if they want to if they don't want to do it for an like stylistic and artistic reason fine but everything should be able to do that then we come to the gpu so the graphics um this is a custom variant of radian's navi or navy family i think it's navi um again on Isn't here, that from avatar it is that's also the same name as the, the navi I think, but they are. I think they're N apostrophe AVI. Okay. This is N AVI. Cool. Um, this is even more vague because literally no one knows anything about these um, graphics cards. The PC versions, there's no information about them. Um, there are a few rumors, however, and it's indicating that this graphics card is going to be more of a pixel pushing graphics card instead of a computing based graphics card, which is what the last AMD top line thing called the Vega or Vega, I think Vega again, terrible pronunciations. That was a much more computing based architecture for their graphics cards. So um, what I mean by that is if you buy a PC, you buy a Vega graphics card, that graphics card is going to help in computing based things, not pushing more pixels. So often high end graphics cards are used on these crazy powerful programs and um, because the graphics cards are mentally powerful compared to a CPU. Um, so they can be based around computing or pixel pushing. This one, however, is meant to go back to the kind of pixel pushing side of it, which will help this 4K and coming to it later, 8K side of things. Um, again, only rumors on this, hardly any um, kind of proper information. Sony have always had some sort of custom related GPU and they've been quite innovative, at least from what I've read previously. So this is going to be a custom variant of it. So again, hopefully they manage to get kind of like, imagine if it was a 600 pound normal graphics card, they're going to put this in their, let's just say 500 pound console, but still be equivalent power because of their custom work they've done on it. Um, a couple of things else about the, the graphics card and what it's going to allow is one of them is real time ray tracing. So again, a load of geeky jargon here, but it's also a bit of a hot topic this. And the reason being is that what ray tracing does and it, you really need to see it in action to actually understand how big of an impact it does but what it does the main benefit is that it mimics the way light actually bounces from object to object in a scene and um, it also kind of helps with reflective surfaces and reflection and refractions through glass or liquid can be made much more accurately rendered now what that kind of means and i'll try and paint a picture here is that if you imagine a room a completely dark room with um like a barrel in it like a, a an oil drum if you in a game normally without ray tracing put in a light source behind that barrel all of a sudden the room will become uniformly brighter other than maybe directly behind the barrel mm -hmm. 
what ray tracing does is if you put a light source there you will have the light bounce correctly off a wall so for example directly in front of it will be much much brighter and then as you go backwards it will start to get less bright so light acts in a natural and correct manner you don't suddenly put in a block and all of a sudden a square around it becomes uniformly bright like in minecraft like in minecraft exactly you you that boundary's gone and things na- act in a natural manner they bounce off each other um, and again reflections is a big thing again that you can have these much more accurate reflections now the reason why this is kind of important is that you may notice you may not is that lighting shadows and things like that really play a huge impact on whether something looks lifelike and real in a game mm. shadowing and lighting is so important um, obviously how kind of the textures look and how photorealistic things are are important but the lighting has so much impact on whether you believe that this is a real looking scene or whether it looks like a computer game um now what they haven't said is whether this is actually hardware accelerated or software hardware obviously being much better um currently there's a couple of graphics cards that do it hardware related but they are super expensive um so we will see whether sony can pull that off again with this custom one um last couple of geeky kind of things and then we'll actually kind of delve into why this is useful um talk about 3d audio they also briefly mentioned um ray tracing to do with audio which is interesting and we haven't really seen that used too much and the idea being that again just like the light source audio can bounce off a wall or off a place naturally so again it's not just a square around the audio happening that even if someone's on the other side of the wall they can hear it the same if someone's on the other side of a wall now they wouldn't naturally hear it because there is a wall in between it so that's kind of brief mention of that as i said there was this talk of 3d audio this is an interesting point because mark cerny was quite um almost passionate about this point in that he doesn't feel like there's been much um innovation in audio which uh, i think is fair enough to say yeah um this 3d audio is meant to be almost like um dolby atmos which is where the idea is it's object objective object based audio so you could hear something that appears right next to you or far away it doesn't just sound like it's coming from the left the right or the front so it actually feels you can measure the distance in the audio um so he kind of goes into a little bit of detail about that um he talks about making a virtual surround sound that will work on your existing hardware it doesn't need bespoke hardware for this it's going to be interesting to see whether they pull off some sort of crazy surround sound by bouncing audio off walls and things like that how it does it there's no information yeah um but it's again i think that could be a really cool innovation if they do pull that off because we haven't had much um audio based stuff other than your you kind of hellblade with headphones them kind of that binaural that still audio. requires you to be wearing specific headphones. exactly you've got to be wearing headphones to to really take that into account um other other kind of little things psvr one will still be supported with it um there's still strong rumors of a version two he never mentioned it he said we're not ready to talk about our virtual reality plans at present um the rumors are that the v version two will potentially be going wireless which would be mm. a godsend it's one of the worst things about any virtual reality that is actually connected by wires is just the amount of effort it takes to getting it out putting it on making sure you don't walk into the wires getting everything connected um so that would be amazing if they do that 
and new move controllers which it so desperately needs they're so old now, they're so they're, they're back from the ps3 days they're yeah. ancient and they're not fit for purpose that I mean, they do the job roughly but you can't get any sort of actual like hand movements yeah. any proper kind of intricate detailing um so hopefully we will have bespoke vr made um controllers for it now the last main um well, actually, let me quickly do one, a couple of other little things. One is backwards compatibility with PS4 games. Um, he just said that. There's no talk about whether that means it has to be a digital version, it has to be a yeah, disc will version. will the disc work? That's will the disc work? Who knows? Um, it will have a disc player of some sort, whether that's a 4K Blu-ray or not. I imagine it would be if these games are going to be bigger and stuff. They need the more data. Yeah. Maybe. I'm not actually sure on that. Um, hopefully it would be. But again, yeah, backwards compatibility will be there in what effect we don't fully know yet because it is a different it's it's the same but different architecture so there will be some work needed on the developer's side to make it fully work but whether some sort of emulation can get through that um briefly mentioned that 8k graphics is supported what that actually means who knows we're not even close to being able to play games in 8k especially with the current crop of graphic card graphics cards, unless they've done some crazy crazy customer stuff don't expect to be playing games in 8k um when it launches or or for a while after that we don't even have many 8k tvs anyway so whatever about that um the last big tech innovation that he kind of talked about was a big chunk of the interview was about was about ssds so the heart the 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 storage for the console now histor historically we've kind of had hard drives spinning discs um in the consoles moving to ssds is a huge change and i think this really is actually going to have one of the, the this really will have one of the biggest impacts on the next generation of games they did a couple of demos um about there was one with spider-man obviously it is a ps4 game but they did some fast traveling on the ps4 it took 15 seconds for it to press fast travel go and then him to appear in the new location on this new ps5 it took 0 0.8 seconds again Hopefully, this is a real show of what the power is of the console. The CPU will be massively helping with that as well. Um, so many, he kind of talked about um, that so many games have these kind of lots of logos at the beginning and graphics heavy select, selection screens. And it's basically just to hide all of the loading that's happened. Mm. So if, a, if an SSD is going to help with that, we may be able to press start the game and then within a second or two actually be in the game and not have to wait for these ea sports or kind of like those kind of logos coming up it will just happen they'll still be there they'll still be there but hopefully <laughs> it'll be much quicker yeah um, and <clears throat> there, there there was another example that you used with spider-man which this is the one that i found quite interesting like i think lower loads kind of times is great there's a couple of games like obviously playing the witcher recently the initial load for that game takes a while and um, i'm kind of pushing maybe the minute mark at this point um, and it takes a while when you die and it takes a while when you fast travel metro recently exodus that initial load into the game when you die it's pretty quick to get back in that initial load no joke is like three to five minutes like i will stop get my phone out scroll through instagram because i'm just waiting for that i guess just like just get good at the game and just don't die you know I mean? Look, I said I said when dying, dying was quick. Okay, it's the initial load. Um, but yeah, that improving will be great. But the bigger thing, he, the second example he used of Spider-Man was, so they, they kind of broke the game down a bit and 
they got the camera to move through the city as quick as they could. So with it accessing the data off the hard drive to draw the world around it and, and put in the details. And the camera goes at the same speed that Spider-Man swings. And the reason why Spider-Man swings at that speed is because it's the quickest they could actually get the game to generate itself. Um, now, they went over to the, the new console, the PS5, um, and with the new SSDs they've got there, they then again just set the camera off going down and supposedly it was like watching a jet engine go through the town. It was going so, so quick. Um, and this is because it can access the data so much quicker. Now, the important thing with that is they couldn't put in to Spider-Man an upgrade to make you swing quicker because they physically couldn't do that. So this unlocks so many more options for something like a superhero game. You can actually now have options to make them go quicker and have that ability without them initially starting out underpowered and super slow. Are you telling me that I could have a Flash game? You could have a Flash game. Maybe we could finally make a Superman game. Maybe this is a proper Superman game. Maybe this is the reason why they haven't been able to do it, because technically they couldn't. Is this why Rocksteady haven't announced anything yet? Maybe. I think it's all coming full circle here with that. Um, but yeah, so th those are those are kind of the main techie details. There was a few more, bit more talking about these SSDs. They they said it's going to be quicker than anything a PC can currently offer. Which is if they've actually done it, this is a completely custom built SSD they've got. If they can do that, that's crazy and super innovative. It's 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 actually. I'm sure they impressive. can do that. It's can they do that and it not cost six hundred pounds to come out? So this brings me on to my question for us is. Yeah. What the hell is the price going to be for this thing? They have talked about a lot of custom, bespoke, high-end information here. We're talking an 8-core processor that hasn't even been announced. We're talking graphics cards that haven't been announced that can push 8K graphics. They can't, but they're talking big numbers here. An SSD, which, historically speaking, are expensive. They're really expensive. <clears throat> this thing can't have less than a terabyte of hard drive. Oh, it cannot no, have. No. It has to have that as a minimum. Um. Uh, how, can they do this? Can they do it at an, at an affordable price? They have to. The, the, How important do you think that is? Oh, I think it's incredibly important. The, the problem is if they if they screw this up, if they put a we go back to PS3 times. Well, that's the thing. The PS3 came out. At what was it? Five hundred dollars or something? Or I think it was. I think it was like six nine nine or five nine nine. I mean, six hundred or seven hundred dollars. Like. And that's why, you know, you know, mm. eventually the PS3 caught up in terms yeah. of sales to the Xbox 360. But that's why they were on the back foot because mm -hmm. they screwed the pricing of it up. And they they must they they must have that memory of that. They yeah. must know that that's why. You know, they were on the back foot in in that console war, that console race. Yeah. Part of the best, one of the best things about the PS4 is that it was so affordable when yeah. it came out. So, so I've actually got some notes here, which were that. The PS4 launched at, in America, $399, in the UK, £349. And that was in November 2013 with a 500 gigabyte hard drive. We then had in November 2016, so three years later, we had the PS4 Pro. It was announced and, announced and launched, and it was at the same price, so $399, £349, with a one terabyte hard drive. Okay. So, PS5 comes around. We're talking 2020. Mm -hmm. We'll come to the date in a second because I, I want to kind of do a few predictions with that. Okay. Um, but the pricing, my opinion, we're going to have two models. Okay. We've got a one terabyte and a two terabyte. 
we're going to be looking at $499 for £50 for the one terabyte. The one terabyte. Yeah. And we're going to look at 599 and £550 for the two terabyte. Um, That's my prediction based on, on, on the cost, based on what they've said. Now, Sony previously, by the way, have lost money on their consoles, especially at the initial stage. They often kind of push it out at a lower price to to lose money on the console, but to make the money up then through the software sales. With the few, with a view to the future, once tech becomes cheaper, they can make that lost money back up as well. Um, so I I think they can they can take a hit initially. They they're in a really good position as well, so they can be aggressive. I don't know if they can be more aggressive than four four nine pounds. All right, I'm gonna Which is say hundred pounds more, by the way. Because I guess the thing is, because because more people have got PS4s than Xbox Ones. Yeah, they may. Is this where they go? Well, people will probably want to. You know, we've got the promise of God of War Two, Spider Man mm-hmm. Two, Horizon Two, Two. Uh, you One know, dog. whatever Naughty Dog does next, you've yeah. got that promise of those games are in the bank. You know, you're going to mm. get that. Do you want to? You know, do you want to jump ship and not have the promise mm. of playing those games? I'm going to say I'm mm-hmm. going to undercut you. Okay, go for it. I don't know about two models. Maybe there is. I don't okay. know. Yeah. I'm going to say a terabyte yeah. is going to come out £399. Pounds. Yeah, yeah. Maybe $450. Okay. Because I think... Yeah. I don't think they want to go over that... That... Like four... I don't think they want to go over that $500 mark again. Yeah. I don't think I, they I don't do. think they... Oh, oh, you speaking As, generally, so yeah, I obviously I, I had that think, one model that was. Yeah. What What about just a, a one model, £499, £450? Yeah, I could see that. I, I think okay. 450 was where I was originally thinking in my head, but I I, I don't know. I was, I was keeping faith a little bit. I was yeah. saying, you know what? I think they'll go yeah. cheaper than that. Obviously, they will. everything will be announced in dollars, so it will be what we're... What, you're saying $449, I'm saying $499. We'll put that. We'll, let's put that in as yeah. bet. Yeah, we'll put that in as a bet. That's a bet. Okay, we'll come back to that. Um, I, I think to me it would be crazy if they went over that. I think it's understandable based on the tech they're talking about, but I think it would be crazy to go more than that for the ba- for the the common model, kind of the yeah. one that most people get. Um, we're both agreeing a terabyte. I don't think oh, it has I, to be based on the size of games. I think you had a, what, Red, Red, Dead Redemption. Red Dead Redemption Two was like 106 gigabytes yeah. to download. Originally. So you given if you're giving someone 500 gigabytes, what they can play five AAA games. Yeah. That's as much I, as it's I mean. Great how, to be think about to... how long it takes to download a game. Mm. You'd, if, if if you want to have seven games on your PlayStation, which is not that much, yeah, you don't want to have to delete it. Even if you keep your saves and everything, you don't want to delete it and then a month later have to sit through another five hour download or whatever. It's yeah, crazy. Now, obviously, that also fully comes into the strategies they've got. Xbox are going to have a very different strategy to um, Sony, it sounds like, so far, based on streaming and things like that. Got, mm-hmm. We mentioned last time um, Google Stadia, did we agree? Yeah. Stadia. Um, with streaming, if, if that's going to play into it, maybe just completely spitballing here, it'll be. I think it'll be quite a cool idea that... Um, they kind of briefly mentioned it with the PS4 initially when they revealed it, but imagine downloading a game like red dead redemption it's 106 gigabytes to download the whole game what it does is it downloads 30 gigabytes you start playing the game 
and the game dynamically downloads and deletes information from the game when it isn't needed in a certain vicinity. Obviously, you're going to need the game to be quite clever and the system to be yeah. quite clever to do that. But I think that could be, if it worked well, that could be an innovation. It could be an interesting mm. new new idea. I still think we need a terabyte as a minimum. Yeah. Um, and I, th- I think I think it makes sense. I think it's a good place to put it at um, size wise. Um, so I think the main other thing then is is the date to talk about. Yeah, I've, let's. Know. We're both saying 2020. Yeah. Okay. For sure. Now, I'm gonna go with. So I'm basing this off PS4. Okay. Okay. So the PS4 they announced back in I believe it was roughly the February March time of 2013. Okay. That it, they made a, a, an event on its own where they just they didn't show off the box, but they showed a couple of games such as Infamous Second Son. Um, and Killzone Shadowfall um, to show off what the console was going to be like and they said right they kind of gave a bit of tech details and stuff like that about it that was February March time I think it was February when the event was um, and then it came out in November so we're looking at kind of an eight or nine month period between release it got the box got shown at E3 so in June so halfway between so with them announcing this in April When's it going to come out? But is this an announcement? I'm not sure. Is this an announcement? Is it the same thing? I don't know. Um, we haven't seen any games running on it. Or have we? Death Stranding? Is it running on PS5? It's seriously alluded to be a cross-platform. I'm going to say it is formally and officially announced, um, I don't know, after E3 this year. Okay. Um, Let's say like a July or something. Or yeah, June, maybe before, later in June. Yeah, before we get into sort of the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Um and then I'm going to say it comes out like first quarter mm-hmm. 2020. Yeah, I, so I was going to bet I was going to bet a year from now. It's going to bet in April. Okay. Because I think that's a in my mind that's like an interesting almost quiet period in a, in a year where you could generate a lot of buzz out of nowhere kind of. So it also gives you plenty of time to get loads and loads of people buying into it to then have a huge holiday kind of push. I think naturally it makes sense to release a console in the kind of October, November time yeah. to get that kind of hot Christmas sales and, and, and all of that. Um, but it lets a couple of games come out for yeah, it as well. Yeah, exactly. I think it allows a couple of games to breathe, be themselves, let them kind of set themselves apart, and then also to have a big Christmas game or a big holiday season game. Um, I also think a lot of it just depends on what Microsoft do at E3. Yeah, I think you, they you might could... have a plan, but I think whatever they do... You've got to wonder how much, how flexible they are. Yeah. If, if Microsoft announced something for the Xbox, do Sony can Sony change it, or is guarantee- everything set and change? I will guarantee you, Microsoft do not announce how much their Xbox is going to be. What in June at, at E3? Uh, yeah. Okay. Hundred percent, they don't. Okay. That was a massive kick in the teeth for them. At, yeah, yeah. Well, they uh, did it first, didn't they? They did it first, and then yeah. PlayStation, Sony, like a couple undercut. of hours later, just undercut them. And now that decision was probably already made. Probably, however, maybe... I'd love to know how quickly some of these decisions get, can get. Well, around. yeah, I'd love to know how on the fly some of these things can be. I I go non-conspiracy theory and say that the the decision was already made about the price. However, their wording, obviously, like especially with the whole here i'm gonna hand you a game and you can play it it's my game but you can play my game yeah or they're kind of sharing and um, obviously that was kind of improvised based on microsoft um, and probably the emphasis on the price yeah. was, was was built up based on microsoft maybe they changed the price as well 
based on it. Who knows? Probably not. But Probably not, quite... but maybe, maybe, maybe. We can, we can dream. Um, okay, so yeah, so Q1, and I'm saying April. Yeah. Um, well, okay, I'll say, like, I'll okay, say yeah. like by, Mar- by the end of March. By the end of March, so. okay. Because that is quite a long lead time. Yeah. So like they've announced they've technically in quotes announced it now. Mm. So kind of giving a year or over a year. Yeah, um, but again it's not a proper announcement I don't think. Yeah, yeah, fair fair enough, fair enough. Uh, they did also say that there will be quite a long cross-generational phase. Um which has happened previously. Yeah. But I think especially with the the consoles being similarish architecture, we will see this slightly longer process of the PS4 going down and the PS5 coming up. Yeah. Um what that means for these games that are cross-generation do you buy a ps4 one and you can put it in your ps5 and it's the same game because previously when they had a cross-generation or the ps3 version was a bit cheaper than the ps4 version yeah. so like destiny fifa the ps3 version was cheaper when both consoles were out because obviously you couldn't put the ps3 disc in the ps4 and use it now surely they've got to be priced the same because you couldn't just buy the ps4 one and just put it in your ps5 and get upgraded to the ps5 one or something or do you, does it play in a downgraded version like, yeah i think that's probably it there's a there's a lot to there's a lot to kind of work over with it but i'm sure sony will, will will obviously give us that information at some point um i think we'll we'll probably come back to this obviously several yeah, times yeah, throughout the year and probably talk more about what games we think are gonna be coming out for yeah those two yeah i guess so i think as, as just off the top of my head i think death stranding stranding hideo kojima's new game is a given that this is going to be some sort of cross-generational release M- maybe it releases on ps4 initially then a month later the ps5 comes out mm. like it, it comes out just before you get all these ps4 people um, being able to buy it and the new generation um i think maybe cyberpunk yeah and i uh, you think maybe you're starting to think maybe like that rock steady game whatever it, it is they haven't said anything so yeah. they're running out of time to to make an impact on this generation but yeah so yeah i think a couple of options there um for some for some games but i'm sure we'll get more into detail for those as we get closer to the time for launch um so yeah i think that 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 about does it for our main kind of news news points i think we we wanted to change to be a bit more a couple of points but go in more detail yeah um with them um so the only other thing to um to really clear up then is the bet from last week. Yeah. Now, I asked you, in a standard Nintendo Labo kit, how many pieces of cardboard were there? Now, I need to clarify what I meant by that, and this is only because I didn't actually know, is I meant the Nintendo Labo variety pack, which is the one that gives you kind of a couple of different options, and it seems like the most like standard version you'd buy. Now, I've got the result here. Chris, last week, last episode you said 14 pieces Mm -hmm. okay now i bet very confidently six that was ridiculous now it really does seem ridiculous in fact there there are 28 pieces of cardboard not including the box itself we just amazing i didn't think nintendo would be that you know generous with their cardboard that they give you i mean how many trees did they cut down for that well, exactly. Disgusting. So, yes. does that mean I win? Or I mean, I, I think you, your bet was fifty percent of it, yeah. but I'm willing to get you give you a hundred percent of the points. Excellent. So that is, so that that is one, one point to to Hufflepuff. Oh, okay. So what, Hufflepuff are winning. The Hufflepuff, Hufflepuff are completely 
okay. wiping up here. Um, Good. So, so well done. Um, which brings us, obviously, to our next bet. So, the next bet we've got for next episode, we'll reveal the answer, is... With lots of talk of the PS5 and this kind of announcement, I want to know... And now, obviously, again, this is the closest one wins. From the last report that Sony officially put out, how many PS4s have been sold to date? So this is based on the last kind of financial report or like news flyer they put out. Um, how many PS4s have been sold? I'm going to let you vote first. Am I going to go first? Because you you're, okay. you're winning. So I'm going to say ninety-two million i have no idea you just made me really reconsider myself okay well i honestly have got no idea 92 92 million okay i'm gonna go then strategically 80.4 i'm gonna leave a little gap that it could be million 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 no just 80.4 someone decided to just cut theirs in four in two fifths um, Good maths. maths. Um, so I'm going to go 80.4 million. Um, again, I don't actually know. I'm confident of winning though. Okay. Well, so there is a li- there's a, there's that little gap in between where it's it's all to play for. Obviously, if it's less than 80, I win. If it's more than 90, you win. 92, sorry. 92. Yeah. Um, so we'll lock those down. 80.4 and 92. And that is the bet complete. Locked Good. in. So... Thank you very much, Chris, obviously, for having a nice little chat with me. Thank you. Thank you very much. um, We will continue to defuse the the news in uh, a couple of weeks' time. So, uh, bye.